Let me say welcome to Embrace the Process, uh, the Elite Athlete Podcast. very 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 special episode um this is actually the first podcast that we are recording inside of the new phase one elite facility so uh today this one's going to be short and sweet but i just wanted to give you guys a little bit of backstory and then lead you up to today uh which is phase one elite and that's our our newest facility here in las vegas nevada uh, so we still currently have three locations, two here in Las Vegas, uh, one in Hawaii as well. So um just want to kind of backdate it. So uh, just to give you guys an idea, because I know a lot of people have been asking about uh, the larger facility, the uh, Blue Diamond Dean Martin location. If you're familiar with Vegas, you, you probably recognize that one. Uh, we spent five years in that building. So the building was just under 20,000 square feet, uh, massive, you know, uh, beautiful facility. Uh, had the black turf, all the good stuff, and and uh, you know really really loved it. Had some good good experiences in there, some good times in there. Uh, however, uh, one thing that I started to notice probably about three years in, two and a half, three years, was that um, it became more of more of a business and not about the athletes and the clients and the results and everything that was the original base of phase one and why we even started phase one sports in the first place. Um, you know, I found myself focusing more on the day-to-day operations, more on the, you know, the emails and more on the overhead and the power and the bills. Um, so, you know, that became very stressful and really started to take away the passion, you know, take away the love for, uh, what I, what I enjoy doing, which is developing athletes. Um, so fast forward, um, you know, we hit COVID, of course, so that that didn't help because that really set us back. Uh, before COVID, uh, that January, February, we did have some good momentum uh, going in. And for those that understand business, um, you know that a facility like that, the overhead is crazy. Um, just to give you a little bit of a reference point, uh, our break even was about thirty to thirty-five thousand dollars a month. That was our break even, and you guys know as as well as I know. Um, if your main product is training athletes, training kids, speed, agility, quickness classes, things like that, uh, it takes a lot of bodies and a lot of people to get you to $35,000 every 30 days, you know? So, um, looking at that, you know, we came out of COVID, we opened back up, we did some cool stuff during COVID. We incorporated some physical therapy. Um, you know, we brought in a team, uh, a local team, a, a mobile uh, physical therapy business here and, and created a partnership and that went well that really helped us kind of you know sustain through those months that uh COVID kind of came in and did what it did but uh post that once we got through COVID and we were back up and running it was like we never really got to that capacity again um I think it's you know some of it is 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 just is what it is that's how business works I think uh, one reason is, you know, a lot of parents and a lot of people after COVID just didn't really get back comfortable with the larger group, um, you know, training environment. You know, the the classes with 20, 25 people in them, kids and sweat and running back and forth and high-fiving and all that good stuff. I think some parents just, you know, that were a little more on the conscious side, uh, I think they got to the point where they just didn't want to – 
um, you know, just weren't comfortable. And, and I mean, how do you argue with that after the whole country's going through uh, a COVID crisis? So I think that was part of it. I think there also was another factor. When I started phase one in 2003, there was nobody else doing it. I mean, it was it. I mean, it might have been a couple guys in the parks here and there, but it, it just wasn't a very competitive market um, because we were the first to market, you know, so that, that gave us a real good head start and a real good run. Um, however, uh, fast forward to, to today, and there's multiple performance training centers popping up all over town, all over the country for that matter. Uh, this is now uh, considered a more lucrative business. I mean, there's parents and people that just simply have the finances, have the resources, and they're opening up performance training centers. You know, doesn't mean they know how to run them, but they got the money to do it, so they're doing it. But what it's doing is it's really diluting the market, uh, which is normal. You know, that's that's part of business. Um, so I think that played a role as well to us just, you know, really not hitting the numbers that we needed to hit. You know, for me as a as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, uh, with an overhead of thirty to thirty five thousand basically is our break even point. So that means we gotta hit forty, forty five, fifty thousand to really make it make sense. And we weren't, you know, that we just weren't hitting those kind of numbers, uh, for whatever reason, you know. So um Anyway, a little backstory. So this 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 program, or excuse me, this podcast is probably going to be geared more towards you know my adults and my entrepreneur business owners out there. So or, or people that are just curious about phase one and kind of the journey that we're on. So I just wanted to lay the groundwork for that. Um, um, lead which leads me up to where we are today. So uh, a couple months back, uh, I think it was the end of May, if I'm not mistaken, end of May, end of April, maybe. Um, we decided, you know, pretty much conclusively that we will be closing the Dean Martin location, the the 20,000 square foot that, you know, my business partner and I, um, you know, him and I met a couple of different times and, and we couldn't really come up with a, a great game plan to continue. So we decided to, you know, hey, let's, you know, part ways in, in, on that location um, and, you know, continue our friendship. And, and we still have some other partnerships going, but uh, for that particular model, it just wasn't, beneficial anymore um not to mention we were at the end of a uh, two-year lease extension that we signed um basically right before COVID, and we worked through that two years and now it was time to to sign another two and uh i think we both agreed that it just wasn't the smart thing to do so once we decided to to close that facility that's when i think a lot of the uh, contemplating came. I think a lot for me, um, it gave me a chance to just get a different perspective. You know, I was getting to the point where I was very, you know, mentally exhausted, kind of burnt out, felt like I was really being pulled in a thousand different directions. And, um, now that I look at it with a different level of clarity, I was, you know what I mean? I, I was basically, um, fighting and doing what I needed to do to keep that facility going, uh, but then also having to do a lot of things outside of the facility to generate revenue and generate money for myself, for my family, that kind of thing. So it became pretty stressful, um, which I didn't realize it at the time, but it was it was it was a heavy load I was carrying. But sometimes you don't know the load is heavy until you until you take it off or until you sit it down. Um, so once we decided that we were closing that, it literally was like the weight was lifted Um it got to the point where I was starting to consider or not even consider. I was starting to just wonder if 
my time had expired, meaning my time in a sense of phase one sports and dealing with athletes and all the good stuff that we do in the community. I'm like, okay, it's been right at 20 years. We're almost at 20 years. So is that it? You know, is this the time to, you know, really hang it up and, and, and do what we do and, and move on, you know, figure out what's next. Um, so I sat, contemplated on that for a couple months. And as I was able to release the uh, weight of the previous facility, um, I started to be able to see things a lot clearer. And the number one thing I realized is I did not, um, I was not losing the passion for what I do. I was not losing the passion for phase one, for helping athletes. Um, I still was very, very vested in serving a purpose and helping kids and athletes and adults and everybody else that I come in contact with. But what was happening was it was the stress that I was carrying that was distracting me from the original passion and the original purpose. So once I really understood that and I could really look in the mirror and say, you know, this is who you are. You still want to do this. If you stop now and you don't have any more impact on athletes and young people and it's going to be rough. That's something that you're going to look back and you're going to regret. So uh, when I had that thought, you know, I, I remembered or kind of went back um, to basically right before COVID. Um, right before COVID, I had this concept in my head. Uh, that's why that's why I see it. You know, I believe in God. So I believe that it was really a God vision. It was something that he planted in me. Um, I want to say late 2018, maybe um, pre pre COVID, maybe it was 19. I don't know. But um, it was planted phase one elite. And so what I did, I sat down and I actually developed a complete business plan based on a new model called phase one elite, um, smaller square footage, real high end, real concierge type service, uh, real strong on the recovery, um, real strong on knowing every individual client that comes to the door, what their goals are, what their timelines are, what their family situation is, if it's athletes, knowing their parents. I mean, just really creating uh, more of a community uh, because I, I look at it and when we were most productive at Phase 1 Sports, when we were most uh, producing the most athletes year after year, it was when we had the smaller location and the more intimate relationships. So we were able to develop athletes at a different level once you get to know them personally, excuse me, versus just having, you know, 25, 30 kids in a class running up and down the turf, which is great, um, cost effective. You know, there's some benefits to that, but are they really getting the individual attention that they need? Probably not. So that's how I developed or created the phase one elite business plan, basically. So I detailed it out uh, completely from the size of the space to the equipment that was needed to the flow, to the services that will be offered. Um, and I, I put it all together. And luckily, I did not pursue it at that time. And a few short months later, we would go into COVID, into the shutdown. So I could only imagine if I would have took that chance then, which, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, so sometimes I'll just jump off the cliff and figure it out as I'm falling. Uh, but luckily, I did not attempt at that time to start the phase one elite model. So I just continue to do what we do 
at the bigger location. Uh, we have our Summerlin location here in Las Vegas as well. We have Phase 1 Hawaii. So I just kind of continued the mission. And fast forward to a couple months ago when it was time to close that location, the first thing that popped up in my head was what? Phase 1 Elite. I'm like, man, I have this business plan. I have this this vision of Phase 1 Elite. Maybe, just maybe, now is the time to execute that. So um, I, I dug through my notes, found my, found my business plan. Uh, I had a bunch of, bunch of uh, notes inside um, Evernote, if you guys use that app. Uh, I love Evernote because it's on your phone, on your laptop, on everything. Uh, they're not sponsoring this episode, so I get no benefit from you signing up. But <laughs> Evernote is dope. So uh, basically, I went back to that note, and I, and I started reading all of the ideas and the vision that I have of Phase 1 Sports. And literally, it became so clear that this is it. This is what needs to happen right now in this moment. I need to transition from this bigger facility to phase one elite and being back at the forefront or being the only facility that offers everything that we offer here at phase one, uh, excuse me, at phase one elite. And then I knew the smaller location, that means less staff, less employees, less headaches, lower overhead and all that stuff. So I would be able to remain free and be in my passion, which is helping people. And I would also have the time to help phase one Northwest to help phase one Hawaii and really focus on building and, and, and being a resource for, for the team, uh, for Paul out in Hawaii, for Darian at Northwest, uh, the, the people that are running these locations that have literally been running them pretty much without me because I've been so engulfed in keeping the big facility open and all the other business ventures to make sure my bills are paid that I lost focus. So they've been doing a great job without any help from me. And so I knew the phase one elite model would bring everything back into perspective if I was able to pull it off. So I started the mission, started looking at spaces, um, looked at, I think, two or three. Uh, the third one is the one I'm actually sitting in right now. And and how you know something is truly a vision from God and something that is is just supposed to happen. I walked into this space. Uh, mind you, it looked nothing like it looks today, like nothing. But I walked into this space and literally within 30, 45 seconds, I'm like, I think this is it. And the uh, real estate agent that I'm walking with, he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I think this might be it. He's like, well, we haven't really seen anything yet. But I'm like, no, I just the feel everything about it. It just feels like this is it. So we continued the tour. Uh, I walked through. Uh, there was a, a bunch of offices and you know, not a lot of functional space or open space, especially when you think about a gym concept. But when I think about phase one elite, I knew that we didn't require 30 yards of turf, 30 by 20 or any extreme measures like that. We just needed a, a functional training area. Um, we needed the key amenities. Um, we needed the space and the rooms for all of the recovery, the recovery lounge and all that good stuff. And And once I walked through this building, it was confirmed in that moment that this is it. And then just for the cherry on top, one thing that we've always struggled with at phase one is having showers. Um, one of our older, older facilities, we did have a shower built, uh, put in and, you know, a little small stand up shower, just kind of, you know, real tight. But it got the job done at our last location. We did not have showers. 
Um, so a lot of our morning clients, 6 a.m., 7 a.m., it was very difficult for them to, you know, come in and, you know, they want to shower and head to work and things like that. So we couldn't really offer much in that world. So when I walked in this facility, that was also cool. Huge bathrooms or excuse me, West restrooms with full size shower, uh, private little changing room. Um, just, you know, and I'm just looking like this is it. This is this is where phase one elite is supposed to be. So I'm going to walk you guys through just uh, uh, verbally on, on what we got going. Uh, for those that are watching on YouTube, you'll you'll be able to uh, maybe we'll just I'll have um, have some clips and some video footage uh, built into this. So so basically, when you walk inside phase one elite, the first thing you're going to notice is it's it's not a traditional gym. It's not a warehouse. It's not a big open garage. It, it gives you more of a medical office feel like you walk in. There's a huge reception counter. Uh, front desk is there. It's separated from the gym space, all that good stuff. So real good energy when you walk in like, OK, this is this is next level. This is elite. Um, first room that you see to the left is our recovery lounge. Uh, right now, our recovery lounge is um, we just did a one year with uh, Normatec and Hyper Ice. Uh, so we have all the Normatec compression sleeves and boots and hyper ice guns and, you know, pretty much everything that they have, all the tools. So we have our, our basically uh, recovery lounge where our athletes will be able to just get done with their workout, head over to the lounge, zip up the boots, chill, watch TV, you know, recline a little bit and just relax. Um, so that's our first room. Uh, second room is more of our, our waiting room for guests for parents, for anyone that's, you know, waiting on a training session or consultation. Uh, so just a nice little lounge area. Uh, the room next to that is our elite recovery room. So that particular room has full body or whole body cryotherapy, uh, also has infrared sauna. You know, one a new modality to our recovery system is the infrared sauna. So we're excited about incorporating that with all of our athletes, all of our clients, uh, along with the cryotherapy, which, you know, has been one of my favorites for the last few years. Um, we moved to the next room and I'm just kind of mentally walking through it. We moved to the next room and it's basically where I'm sitting right now, which is our studio. So we basically turned what could be, I guess, quote unquote, my office uh, is more of a studio. And the reason is because I want to really produce a lot more content. Uh, I want to share a lot more insight to phase one and to, to myself and what we're doing. Uh, I'm hoping that it's something that inspires people that are trying to start their business or uh, trainers that are out there working with athletes and, and, and trying to figure out how to grow, how to take it to the next level. That's why. So uh, this is a full studio that I'm sitting in right now. Um, from here you leave. It's it's um, another treatment room, which has our red light therapy uh, panels. So we um, went with Biomax. Um, and so we have the red light panels, which have been great. I mean, people love those. I think the cellular recharge on those red lights are awesome. Uh, there's tons of research that that back up, um, you know, the claims and the benefits um, from everything from inflammation to uh, skin issues, um, just energy levels alone. So we have our red light therapy room and then we have one more treatment room, which is our physical therapy as well as body work. So that's where we actually do our hands on work. So uh, Gabby, Kimberly, our two therapists, uh, one is more body work specific, cupping, dry needling, deep tissue work. And then Kimberly is our physical therapy, uh, actual licensed physical therapist uh, that's on site as well. So uh, that's that. And then we work to the training area. So we do have our turf because, you know, phase one is synonymous. We have to have turf. And 
if you don't have turf, I don't know if it's a phase one or not. Um, so we have our turf, and here our turf is 20 yards by 10 yards. So a little bit smaller than a previous facility, but still plenty of space to get some movement, get some cone work in, uh, get some band work, some plyometrics in, things like that. And that's how we designed it. So uh, we have our racks, we have our dumbbells, kettlebells, all that good stuff. I personally went with a couple uh, pieces of equipment that I really like a lot. Uh, for example, we have the uh, Rogue Reverse Hyper. Uh, that's I'm, I'm big on posterior chain development. So um, the Reverse Hyper is a, is a staple that was on my mandatory list. Um, we have, what else? We have the Rogue um, Rhino Belt Squat, which I love as well, you know, because it's, you know, we want to load, we want to build the quads, build the glutes, we want all that good stuff. But everyone, number one, is not in a position or uh, at a point where they can load their, their back or load their spine uh, during a traditional squat. So I love the bell squat as an alternative. Uh, even on your cycles, um, you know, you're under the barbell for, for weeks, you know, it's good to kind of uh, decompress and, and use the bell squat, you know, just to kind of offset that a little bit. Um, so the rhino bell squat is definitely key. Um, from there, I would say the other ones that are, you know, maybe not necessarily traditional or not found at any other gym, I would say would be our Kaiser, uh, our Kaiser machines, which we have two. And it's basically the two that I really, 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 uh, like the most, um, which is the functional trainer, uh, cause it's just so versatile. You can do so many different things from it. Uh, and if you're not familiar with Kaiser, that's the air pressure system. So you kind of control the tension. Uh, which is great for training and looking at endurance and things along those lines. Um, we also have the um, the Kaiser Sprinter, which I love as well. Really great for that dry phase or or um, just overall speed development, conditioning, hip flexor work. Um, so I really, really love that machine as well. Um, so that was a mandatory one. Uh, the only one that I was not able to get yet uh, is the Kaiser Squat, you know, which I love that one as well because it's great for explosiveness. Um, aside from that, I would say the Vertimax, uh, which you guys are probably familiar with, um, which all my athletes love the Vertimax. And I got the V8, which uh, really is beneficial because you got your vertical work and then you could also come off the platform and do some band resistance. And it has tension going out and then also has that uh, negative contrast coming back. So it's basically pulling you back, uh, which which helps with um, stability, core development, uh, deceleration, things along those lines. Um, the last one I would say that I would consider kind of just one of Mike's pieces would be the shuttle MVP. Uh, I don't really see these a lot in performance centers and, you know, I'm sure there's trainers that are like, Oh, I, it's not necessary or whatever the case. And that's fine. Love it. Got it. But I like the shuttle MVP. Uh, typically you'll see it in like rehab centers, physical therapy centers, typically because you can kind of isolate single leg work on it. Uh, but it's basically like a plyometric tool. So you could actually explode, leave the platform, explode, leave the platform. So I really love that one. Uh, I use it for all explosiveness. Now, don't get me wrong. If we have an athlete that's injured, knee issues, yeah, we could put, her, put them on the uh, shuttle MVP uh, just to increase stability, work more single leg without, you know, crazy amounts of impact. Uh, but my healthy athletes, we're on that thing, man. We're making it fly. Uh, we're adding band tension resistance and we're working that explosive power off single leg, double leg, um, you know, explosive endurance, conditioning. We're doing it all. So, um, so that's it, man. So, um, that, that's pretty much, you know, the layout or the, the, uh, phase one elite concept, um, far as our staff wise, our staff is very minimal. 
Uh, we have uh, three front desk or three customer service uh, managers that their responsibility is very simple. They need to know the name of every single client that walks in the door. They need to make sure all the accounts and everything are, are, are active and everything is set up the way it needs to be. And then they need to build a relationship. They need to know what that client, uh, what days that client comes in. They need to know, does that client always buy a bottled water and a, and a rain energy drink? You know, what do they do when they walk in? What are their habits? And once we learn those habits, our job is to be in front of it. So we want to be in a, in a position where if you walk in and you always get a towel, a Gatorade, and a water, we want to know that you're coming. Right when you walk through the door, grab those for you and, you know, pretty much let you know that we literally are paying attention and we want to provide the best and the most quality service of everybody that walks in the door. And I don't care if you're an eighth grader that's trying to make a baseball team or if you're an NBA player that just signed a $20 million contract. It's all the same. We treat everyone exactly the same. So um, that's a big part of it. Outside of that, uh, I'm back on the training floor, which I love uh, being hands-on and, and uh, you know, really designing all the programming for all of our athletes. Um, currently have one trainer with me. Her name is Alicia. She's super dope, um, real high energy, and she's a great balance to my training style. Um, I, I follow more, um, you know, the West Side Barbell, um, you know, if you guys follow, follow my, my OG Reggie Hobson, uh, you know, we, we go pretty hard when it comes to how the programs are designed, the intensity. So Alicia is great because she's a college, a former college sprinter. So she has a lot of sprint mechanic work that she's incorporating with our athletes already. And then she also has, uh, she's had some injuries over the years. So she's really taking an interest in the correctives, um, the functional movements, the mobility movements. So being able to incorporate that along with my more traditional bands and chains and squats and plyos and all the more aggressive stuff. I think it's just going to send our results through the roof. Um, so that's our, our two uh, training staff, myself and her at the moment. Uh, more than likely I'll bring in probably one more male trainer um, just to kind of balance it out a little bit. And the goal is I want to continue to be in the gym on a day-to-day -day basis, working with athletes directly, but when I do have to travel, uh, phase one Hawaii, when I do have to uh, speak at an event, which I have a couple events next week, um, I just want to know that when I go do that, my staff is, is taking care of every athlete just like, just like they were doing when I was here the day before. Uh, that's what I'm trying to create. So that way, as an owner, I can continue to build the brand, continue to market, continue to be out in the community, but the results are still being generated at 100%. So I think a big key to that as an owner, something that most uh, owners should consider would be staying more hands on with your athletes because you're the original foundation. You're the building block. So the, the trainers that come in after you, under you, however you want to word it, I, I think it's important that they see you in action. I think it's important that they get to watch how you interact with clients. Important to see how you uh, push your clients, what your verbal cues are. Because that's the standard that you're creating. And so by by doing that, I think you're creating that standard. So that way when you leave or a day that you're not there or a week that you're not there, uh, you don't miss a beat. You know, it stays right on par with that. So I think that's very important. Uh, it's something that I wish I would have did more of in the past. Um, before, I think I did go into more business owner mode and, you know, kind of got a client signed up, put them with a trainer and hope for the best. Uh, you know, and in some situations that worked out, but a lot of situations it didn't or in 30 days that client disappears and I don't even know why they left. 
you know, didn't even realize they were gone. You know, so those are the kind of things that, that I look at and all the experience from the from my 20 years that I've rolled into phase one elite. So uh, once again, man, this is a different model. This is a model that um, I believe in 100%. This is something that I think is going to take off. It's also, and this is for my business-minded entrepreneurs out there, it's also the first model that I feel like is duplicatable, uh, meaning not necessarily a franchise because I don't really feel like that's a direction I want to go personally. Uh, but I think it is a, a system and we're still, of course, fine tuning that system. We've only been open for five days uh, since this past Monday and today's Saturday. So six days. Um, so that's it. So as I perfect this system and the model, I think this is the first model that I have of phase one that we can literally open multiple locations with the right strategic partner. Uh, partner on the on the uh, financial side, but more importantly, a partner on the on the functional on the management training side, basically duplicating myself in other facilities with the same structure, same system and having that key person to run it. Uh, very similar to what we're doing in Hawaii with uh, Paul Alvarez. Uh, he does a great job of running that location, and and basically he's bought into the vision of Phase One. He's he understands the culture, and he's able to to replicate that out there. Uh, Darian, who runs our Northwest, he was a Phase One athlete all through high school, all through college. Started as a Phase One trainer, and then became the manager of our Northwest location and partner. You know, so um, that's that's kind of the model. So I'm excited about this. But most importantly, man, I'm excited about uh, the results and, 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 and the time and the effort and the energy that I'm going to be investing into these athletes, into our clients to make sure that they accomplish every single goal on their list. You know, and that's really what it's about from the day I started till right now in this moment. This is something I've been passionate about is helping athletes, working with athletes, uh, helping parents, helping parents understand the process, understand the recruiting process, uh, helping with, with uh, you know, NCAA, core class, scouting events, camps, what to do, what not to do, what team, what team not to play for, you know, all that. That's what it's about is being the one-stop shop. And now with the high-level training that we've been providing for years, combine that with the elite level recovery that we just added at phase one elite and then plug me back into the equation hands-on working with athletes I mean it, it's no way that it can't succeed I mean this is I think over the next uh, 18 months I think you guys will start to see phase one um, even grow to another level uh, we've already had five or six NBA players come in for private uh, basically closed facility, uh, which is also great about this space. We're able to literally, you know, close the doors, lock them, and create a private experience for athletes, uh, entertainers, artists, anybody that's in town in Vegas wants to train, we could provide that. Uh, we have back door access, front door access, um, full security camera system, pretty much everything. Uh, we even have covered parking, which, you know, that's a uh, that's important in Las Vegas because it's like 105 today, but cover parking. Uh, so really just a, a high end experience is really what we're what we're creating. Um, so I just man, I wanted to tap in. Uh, I don't have much more for you guys today, but I just this was just kind of my, you know, vent session in a sense, but not necessarily venting, but just updating, you know, the people that have been following phase one for years, following me for years. I just want to give you an update on where we're at kind of the, the the state of the union kind of address. Uh, and that's what this episode was for me. 
So consider this episode number one of our new journey. So this will be episode number one on the podcast. So if you have not subscribed, we are on, we are on Apple. Uh, we are also on Spotify. We are on Anchor. We're pretty much on all your major platforms. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe to that. If you're watching right now from our YouTube channel, make sure you tap into that as well. Uh, make sure you subscribe, hit that notification button. Uh, our YouTube channel, just to give you an idea what to expect. Um, a lot more training videos, which you know that's kind of how I built the foundation on YouTube. Uh, that's how we got to the 20,000 uh, plus subscribers was really providing actual training programs that people can do. So I recorded a couple this week that I'll be posting here very soon. So make sure you guys subscribe. And that way, if you're a trainer, you're a parent, you're a coach, or you're an athlete trying to get better, you could tap in. You can actually watch these videos and go execute. Um, from there, we also have our online platforms that that are that we're launching right now as well for those that may not be in Vegas but want the phase one experience and the phase one training programs and direct access to myself and my team. So we have that coming as well. So it's a new beginning, man. I, I just uh, I'm excited. And this is the time to really just take it to the next level. So uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody that supported phase one. Thank you. And shout out to everybody that came to the grand opening last Saturday. It was great. We had probably roughly almost 200 people through the door. Um, so, you know, people are excited. People are excited and I'm excited. So we're going to take it to the next level. So thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for tuning in. I appreciate y'all. And uh, hey, you know how to find me. IG at I am phase one. If you're looking for a phase one elite, it's at phase one elite. So tap in, follow, send me a message, man. I'll shoot you right back. I answer every single message. So shoot me one. I get right back with you. Outside of that, enjoy your day. Appreciate you. God bless.